What is up, you lab rats? It's Darian of Lab Shenanigans. Today's fabulous guest is one of my friends, Jenny Wong. We talk about meeting each other at the Biomedical Engineering Society Conference, her amazing PI, and what she's planning to do after she gets her master's. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Recording in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Today, I am joined by a wonderful, gorgeous guest. Her name is Jenny Wong. She is in her fourth year of her undergrad at the Arizona State University. She will graduate with a BSc in biomedical engineering this May and will graduate with her master's in BME May 2023. She's also a student of Barrett, the Honors College, and she told me that she has a really big fat ass. I'm kidding. But she did say that she slays the house down boots, hunty. Yes, God. Oh, and so um, how's life? Oh, life is it's going. It's really going that, you know, a couple months before you graduate is really setting in where you have so much you want to do, but you don't really want to do it. But you know, you have to do it. You know, like typical senioritis that we've all had since our first year. But I literally was going to ask you that. Is your senioritis worse now? Or is it worse when you're in high school? Oh, well, when I was in high school, I was just like built different. And so (laughs) I never even got a chance at senioritis. I don't even think I have like senioritis now because I'm still working really, really hard for the things I'm passionate about. But maybe I think I'm just old now. I feel like grandma-esque, if you know what I mean. I just want to like stay in. (laughs) Senioritis was worse for me my senior year of high school because... I think there was like less pressure to do good because I knew that I was going to go to college and I didn't really have I didn't really care much but mm-hmm. senior year in college was when I had to like get my shit together and then think about the future and okay I have to apply for either medical school graduate school so like shit's getting real overload of stress I think I'll probably feel that a little bit more next year after I graduate with my master's cuz like I have a game plan now None of like that real world stuff has set in because, you know, in my head, as long as I'm a student, I don't have to like worry about that, which is why we'll get a PhD and I'll just like never stop being a student. So I never have to be a real adult. Are you getting your uh, PhD or master's? I'm sorry. I'm getting my master's. My school has a program called four plus one, where basically you can do a lot of your master's courses. I got half of them or so your senior year of your undergrad. And then so you can complete your master's with just one additional year. Hence like four plus one, like four years of your undergrad plus one year of your master's. Mm. And 
after that, I want to go get my PhD. I was, a, you remember, I was pre-med for the longest time. And then I just like sat down one day and I was like, this is not what I want to do anymore. And I shouldn't pigeonhole myself into a career just because like my five-year-old self was like, I'm going to be a doctor. No, that's good. I thought about it and I talked to my PI about it. And she was like, honestly, Jenny, like PhD seems good for you. Go for it. So I'm going to do that. I just don't think I want to do it in engineering. So you switched to the better side. You switched mm, to the better I switched side. to the dark side. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's good because a lot of students, they, when I read their personal statements for med school, it's very common for students to say, I want to go into med school because I've always wanted to go to med school, which is not honestly a good enough reason to even, to even pursue medicine. I actually just talked to a friend yesterday. Well, yesterday's will probably be last week's episode uh, with Kim Koo. And she made a great point that You have to understand like the logistics of being in medical school. It's not just Mm -hmm. wanting to do medicine, but like you have to understand like the management business side of of everything. And it does take like a mental toll on you. So Mm -hmm. kudos to you for thinking all that through and wanting to pursue research. Are you still going to like pursue a PhD at Arizona State University? I mean, I'm thinking about it, but I'm I'm born and raised Arizona. So the first time I moved out of my parents' house was when I moved to campus. And my parents still live in the same house. So I basically had the same house my whole life. While I love Arizona, I'm kind of itching to get out. So I'm looking at maybe doing a PhD somewhere else. But I I really do love ASU. So like, it's not one of those things where it's like, I have to get away. It's just more of those things that I want to be able to expand upon my life and not just my professional life, but my personal life, push myself in those boundaries. And I think moving away from a place I've called home for so long would be really Yeah. What state would you want to live in? Well, I can't do cold. Same. Be dirty by raising me in Phoenix, but it's raining right now in Phoenix. I don't understand the concept of weather at all. Like you could tell me it's 68 degrees and I don't know what that's supposed to feel like. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to dress for it. So like somewhere warm and sunny. Same here. Humidity is not terrible. So like maybe you'll see me in Texas with you. Uh, not Houston, girl. Houston has really bad humidity. It's so oh, humid because we're right by Galveston. That's true. We're right by that oily water and the Gulf of Mexico. So yay, BP. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like I really want to move to Cali. I wanted to move to California too, but it's just very expensive. So expensive. Yep. I don't got that California money. The really good thing about Houston is that we have good food. We have good Ooh. Vietnamese food and it's so cheap down here. That's true. Gas prices are like $3 right now. Crazy. They're like $4 right now. Oh, no, babe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, before, it was like two two sixty for a while with a Costco membership. And then it bumped up to like $3. And I thought that was already expensive. But $4, no. Mm-hmm. I drive. So the nearest Costco to me is like five, seven miles away. So I drag my friends that have Costco memberships with me. And I'm like, we're going to go get gas. And then so we go. I bring them in my car. I fill up my tank. It cost me like $60 to fill up my full tank. And then I'm like, all right, spend $60 in gas. Let's go reward ourselves with a churro and a hot dog from the food court. Wait, but it depends on like how often do you fill up your gas? Well, I drive a lot. So I feel like I fill up like at least every one and a half to two weeks. Oh, holy moly. I also don't get great gas mileage because it's an old car. I mean, she's a 99. We take great care of her, but... How's undergrad life for you? What are you studying? Okay, so undergrad life for me has been pretty great, minus the whole, like, lost a year and a half, two years to COVID thing. Overall, it's really good. 
I'm studying biomedical engineering and I have an emphasis in our biological devices track. Mm-hmm. There's two tracks. We have a biomedical devices and a biological devices. And the biological just spoke to me because I'm really, really into like stem cell technology, tissue engineering, and I'm less interested in like microcomputing and circuits. So I just kind of went with the track that spoke to me. We all take like the same core classes. So we all take like our intro to BME. We all take product design classes together. We take thermo, we take transport, we take, we all take numerical methods. We all take circuits, like stuff like that. But when you get to your upper division classes, we start to specialize a little bit more. So the biomedical devices track takes like microcomputing and signals and systems and bioinstrumentation. And then the biological track, which is what I'm on, we take like tissue engineering, biological control system. Wow. Oh, we take like a cell biology methods class. So different things that we can focus on just to kind of align with our interests that we have already. Which class is your favorite one so far? Um, My favorite class... Well, I'm also biased because my PI taught that class, but my favorite class that I've taken so far has been biomaterials. I really, really liked it. I think the class setup was really great. The lab was really interesting. And it was just one of those. I think I also liked it because it was one of those like core classes that everyone in BME has to take. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you got to see a lot more people instead of just the people that are in your track. Mm. So. Did you decide to join your PI's lab because of the class or were you already in your PI's lab? I was already in my PI's lab. So I joined um, Sarah's lab, Dr. Stabenfeld. Okay. It's one of those things where like she introduced herself to me as Sarah. And so I've called her Sarah for as long as I've known her, but then I forget that in professional settings, I should definitely say Dr. Stabenfeld. Um, Anyway, so I joined Dr. Stabenfeld's lab in 2019. So at the end of my first year here. Mm -hmm. And I definitely joined the lab originally because I knew to get to med school, like I needed to have some sort of research component. And I heard that looking for undergrads to help them with some data analysis thing over the summer. So I just like kind of slid in and I was like, hi, I'm here. I'm willing to stare at a screen all day and like do your Morris water maze analysis. And she's like, perfect. And then I completed everything. And then she's like, if you want to stay, you can stay. And then I like mm. picked a mentor and I picked our postdoc in our lab and I've been with him ever since. Oh, you said Morris water maze. I'm like, oh, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> How did y'all conduct it? Like we did, um, for those that don't know what Morris water maze is, it's a mouse behavioral assay where it tests um, tests for spatial learning and spatial memory. Mice are placed in a circular pool and in one specific quadrant, there's like a platform that's slightly underneath the surface of the water. And so the subject mouse is like placed in a quadrant um, on the opposite side of the, the platform. And mice are placed in and they swim around until they find the the platform. And these subject mice go, they go for about like 40 trials. And then over time, they learn where the platform is by using visual cues on the walls. And they kind of get a feel of where they are at. And then the very last trial is the probe trial where the platform is removed and the subject mouse is swimming in the pool for about a minute. And then they swim to the quadrant and Generally, healthy mice will spend most of their time in the quadrant where the platform used to be. But yeah, it tests for spatial learning and spatial memory. Did y'all do it like that too? Basically, that's what we did. And a lot of our work in our lab has to do with traumatic brain injury. And so we're kind of seeing, we're using that after 
as kind of one of our gauges, but I didn't do the actual experiment. I hopped on right at the end when it was literally just data analysis. So it was me mm. just plopping the videos into ImageJ and tracking their like swimming patterns and seeing how long it took them to get there and stuff yeah. like that. Image J, uh, our best friend. Literally everything is done on Image J, at least in my old lab. Mm-hmm. No, we use a lot of Image J. And then recently I've been using actually Photoshop and Illustrator. Posters? For like making figures, yes. For yeah. Posters, but also for measuring cortical lesion and oh, like an injury area because yeah. you can highlight it, you can fill it in, and then you can use that and you can use like a pixel to millimeter ratio or centimeter ratio to kind of calculate the area for you Mm. from what i've seen and like what my mentor reed who's the postdoc in our lab has said is that it's just better because you know where the cortex is supposed to be but image j isn't necessarily going to know and with some of the injuries there's like more injury than you can see because like the cells start to like merge towards that injury site and so it kind of meshes the tissue so just because there's not like physical tissue missing doesn't mean that there's not an injury there you know i see i see I got a feel of your project when we met in person at the BMES uh, conference back in October. And it was, and I'm not saying this to like gas you up, but it's one of the better posters that I've seen. And I think your poster is like a good example of what it should look like where there's not a lot of words. The pictures are beautiful. If I were to walk by, I can tell what your research is about solely by looking at the figures. And you make me cry. Cry, bitch. Fucking cry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was it was really good. And I don't know if you remember, but like I was just standing there watching your presentation, watching you go through like four or five cycles of just repeating the same thing over and over and I would ask questions that you already knew so that whoever was listening they would be like oh my gosh like she's answering these questions so well I was trying to gas you up girl I was trying to gas you up you were you were the best (laughs) white man ever especially considering I met you like maybe 24 hours earlier Okay, so we're going to talk about that. So for those that don't know, (laughs) I met Jenny at the BMES conference right when I entered the hotel. I don't know Jenny at all, y'all. I don't know her prior to this moment last October. So we've only known each other for, what, five, six months? Yeah, like not even a year. I was invited to give a talk at the conference. Um, So I, I hopped off the plane. At LAX with my LAX dream. LAX with your dream. My card. Yeah, Marty. exactly. And then I Ubered to the Mar- was it Marriott? Yeah, I think it's a Marriott. It's a Marriott hotel. Yeah. The one in Orlando. What's it called? The World Something Marriott in Orlando. The, like the World Center. Yeah. I was hungry. So I went to the restaurant inside. It was hella packed. The funny mm-hmm. thing is that I wasn't too particularly nervous about this talk or this conference because I honestly thought like no one's going to know me. So there wasn't, I don't know, like a lot of pressure to... Um, you... you- as you are a science influencer on social media and you go to a scientific conference full of a bunch of nerds and you go, no one's going to know me here. Okay. Here, thought process? I, well, like, because y'all are engineering and I'm like, I'm not engineering. I'm biochemistry. The thought process wasn't there. Nothing was clicking. <laughs> it wasn't clicking. I'm sitting outside waiting to be called into the restaurant. And then once I get called, I'm walking in waiting to be seated. And then I hear, oh my God, are you <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so on my side of the story, I'm sitting there and I'm eating lunch with 
um, one of the guys in the group next to us, because we all got to the conference like the night before and we all just sat in our balconies and we were just talking over the balconies to each other. And mm -hmm. so like we got his number. We were like in between plenary sessions and watching other people's posters. And we we're like, let's just go grab lunch. And so we grabbed lunch at the one of the restaurants that was open in the hotel. And we're eating and we're sitting there. And I look up and I see you, but I could not for the life of me figure out how I knew you. Like you looked <laughs> so familiar. And I was sitting there and I was dragging my brain because you're also wearing your mask, like a nice, respectable member of society. I was like, <laughs> and so I was sitting there and I was like, how do I know you? And then it just clicked, but I didn't even get a chance to process that it clicked before my mouth opened. And it just was like, sorry, but like, are you laughing? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then the anxiety kicked in and I was like, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> we like said hi. And then I got seen, I was eating lunch. And then I think you were done eating your lunch. And then you came over to my table mm -hmm. and then we chatted a bit. We took a couple pictures. I think on my phone. Maybe we took them on my phone and then you were like, oh, text them to me. And then you gave me your number. And yeah, then so I texted them to you. Generally, I would ask people to just airdrop it to me, but my airdrop wasn't working. So I told you to text it to me. And then you had my number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound like I'm just And then you had her. and then you started FaceTiming me, you started calling me. You started no, I'm just kidding. She didn't do any of that. Oh my god. I told my <laughs> girlfriends who I was at the conference with, I was there with three other girls from my school, Tina, Jay, and Grace. And so in our little like Orlando group chat that we made via mass conference, I texted, I was like, guess who I just met? So it's a picture. And my friend Jay was like, No. Right. And she's like, she's like, Jenny, I have to meet him. I was like, Okay, well, I mean, I can invite him out to dinner with us later. And then so I texted you to come out to dinner and you came out to dinner and you met all the girls and it was a really good time. It was so And then we had all our talks fun. the next day. The dinner was really good. Was it Cuban food? I honestly do not remember. I just remember the vast amount of food that we got. It was so much food. I want to say it was Cuban, but it was so, so, so good. And so uh, I'm really glad that I, I got to grab dinner with y'all because y'all were such a delight to talk to. After dinner, we decided to also grab drinks by the poolside. Oh, yes, that was so fun. And then, of course, little mister, no one's going to know me here, was the star <laughs> of the show at, at the pool. I swear I have never had that many eyes on me in my entire life. I'm like, what am I looking at? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm with him. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bizarre where we were just sitting by the poolside and then people started looking at us and then approaching us. And then when we walked over to the hot tub, our group just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger? then, yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting, but it was really nice. I, I love talking to all y'all. Also, I gave my talk the very next day. Then you asked me, are you going to the bash tonight? I was like, what bash? Yes. The BMES conference rented out Universal Studios from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I didn't even know about this. And y'all were like, oh, we have an extra ticket. Would you like to have our ticket? So I ended up going to the bash with y'all. That was so fun. We went on all the rides we wanted to at least like two times. Do you remember the time? What was the one that we did where it was just like shot you up and then it like bounced you down for a little bit and dropped you down? It was Dr. We... Doom's ride. Yes. yes. <laughs> the way that we would just go and then we get each other and we'd immediately just run back in and go again. And then the time that we just asked the person if he would just not unhook us because we were too lazy to go back through the entire like waiting thing. Mm -hmm. like, well, there's no one behind you. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. I felt bad for Grace 
because she watched oh. she watched all of our stuff while we kept going on the rides because I don't think she likes roller coasters, right? Not a huge fan, no. Mm. But she got those really, really cool pictures with the yeah. characters. While she was holding my phone, she took a lot of great photos and videos that I'm actually planning to upload on YouTube. Oh, wait, I didn't tell you yet. You're going to be in my uh, one of my YouTube videos. This girl, what? Yeah, when we're waiting in line for what's that ride called? The Velociraptor ride, something like that. Something like that. And you had my phone. You were like jokingly vlogging with it. Stop! You're not. Yeah, but you're not actually using. I'm using a little bit of it because it's cute. It's cute. Oh my god! <laughs> you're doing me so dirty. It's so cute. Like you're so funny. I think that was my my last day, not my last day, but my second to last day at the conference. And then the next day I, I left to go meet up with my other friend. Y'all made that conference so memorable for me and I had so much fun. You're one of the few people that I like still keep in contact with at that conference. You, Jay, all y'all. Cry again. LOL. Stop crying. <laughs> cry for me, bitch. Cry for me. I'm just a little baby sometimes. It's fine. It's no big deal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I have a question, like, what is your research lab like? I absolutely love my research lab. I listened to your other podcast, and I know y'all were talking about that. And I really think I lucked out when I listened to stories like that because mm-hmm. my community within lab is so nice and it's a great That's learning good. environment all of us have our own little quirks that work really well together 
I think the great thing about being an undergrad in that lab is they know that we're learning. Mm -hmm. And so they understand it's like part of the process. And we're going to ask questions. And the questions that we're going to ask might be stupid to them. But for us, we have no idea. The amount of times that I've had to ask my mentor Reed to double check my molarity calculations and like my M1B1 calculations just because <laughs> I want to make sure that I do it right is kind of crazy. But the culture itself is amazing. That makes me so happy to hear that you're in a very healthy environment. Can you, I guess, can you talk more about your, no, no, you talked about your project a bit. Oh, I'm doing something a little bit different right now because back when I met you in October, I was doing lower motor neuron degeneration following traumatic brain injury, but looking at the cervical spinal cord. Mm -hmm. And I have since graduated to the brain, you know, some big girl stuff. But now I'm looking at cortical lesion and injury in comparison to TDP 43 pathologies. And that's what I'm doing in the research lab. That's going to be my honors thesis for Barrett, which I am defending in like a month or so. Are you nervous? Well, I mean, I signed up for my defense date. I, I, I just don't have a thesis to defend yet because it's not written. So I got to write it. But other than that, it's fine. Is it going to be on Zoom or in person? Um, It's going to be in person and on Zoom. So. Ooh, am I allowed to attend? Maybe <laughs> only you. Maybe I'll just allow you. I'll send you the link. I'm going to like broadcast it live on Instagram. I will cry. Please do not do that. You've already called me out one time on Instagram for my little period thing on my poster. Oh, <laughs> this bitch on her poster. I was like, I was like, something looks a little different. And then you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot a period right here. So I just use a Sharpie. And then I like posted an Instagram. Well, the poster was already printed. <laughs> the poster was already printed. It's not like I could spend another $60 to get a print again because I forgot a period. Like, Let me stretch out my legs because my... My crotch is so cramped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. a low whisper for me. It was like the, this is a secret. I just want everyone to know it as I say it into the microphone. No one can hear, only you. So, my guys, this is uh, scientifically ASMR. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> but no, my PI is also like, she is a fantastic role model. Like, I think I've told her multiple times that I just, like, want to be her when I grow up. Like, she just got elected to the American Institute for Medical and Biological Engineering College of Fellows. And it's so cool for her because she was talking about how, like, a bunch of her mentors when she was coming up were fellows Mm -hmm. and now she's a fellow. And I was just, like, it just, like, makes me happy and so proud to be in her lab. Honestly, it's just so empowering to hear a lot of women, like, lead up and get all these amazing roles and awards women in stem i am a woman in stem i am woman Um, i am i am do you know that song yes i do but i'm not gonna sing because (laughs) i already hate my voice i need to hear my singing voice on a podcast good lord girl you and me both hate your voice no i'm just kidding i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding Oh my gosh. But okay, oh I think God. it's it's so amazing to hear that you love your lab. It gets me I get a little excited just hearing how amazing your PI is and how inspirational yeah. she is to to you. Yeah, I honestly think I really lucked out. I lucked out on a lot of different things. I lucked out on a really good lab. Like my senior capstone group is absolutely phenomenal. I love them to death. And like our project is I think gonna go really, really far. Mm. But well, yeah, yeah, I think you're in a lab that like really follows. There's like a healthy learning environment. 
you guys are are allowed to ask any question you want to, and it really does help the learning process. You also mentioned that you're working on this. Am I allowed to talk about it? This this we we FaceTime last night, and then you told me oh, how yes. <laughs> that that one oh, thing you like yes, I gotta sign the NDA. Ow! So can you talk more about? Yes, we can. Um, so like I was talking about my capstone group. So my capstone group is three of my best friends that I've made in college and BME, Sean, Jason, and Haley. I love them to death. I don't think you've met them before. Sean, Jason, and Haley. Wait, I feel like Sean what you've who? probably done is you Sean Stanek. Wait, and then Haley really? Ellis, and then Jason. Wait, Mayo. I know Sean. How do you know Sean? No, I'm just messing with you. I don't know Sean. I just wanted to see your reaction. Okay, no, I was about to say that you probably only knew them because you've probably stalked them from my Instagram. You probably little nosy, little dairy. Like, I just click on my tag. I just want to see who they are. I do that with everyone, though. When they're like, oh, yeah, I went to school with Bob. Bob who? Oh, I went to school. You don't know him. His name is Bob Johnson. I know Bob Johnson. Wait, like, we used to do this together. Really? No. I just wanted to see how you would react. So it's all a joke. I'm just messing with you. I don't know. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they're three of my best friends that I've been in DME. And we're working on a device to help. It's a small blood volume device that mm-hmm. is going to, the goal is to be able to help diagnose Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. the mild cognitive impairment phase and just it's basically like taking scientific experiments and demonstrations and translating them into a workable prototype. So what we're working on right now is a proof of concept mm. because we want to make sure that the ideas and the mechanisms can actually be used practically to help right. better the lives of people who suffer from Alzheimer's. That's so cool. Super duper fun. And how long have you been working on this? Um, we've been working on this since about October. So Oh, so it's fresh. Yeah. So our engineering college, what we have is like a senior capstone. And so your senior year of um, your undergrad, you go through and you create these groups, at least in BME. I don't know how necessarily how the other engineering colleges do it, but for at least for biomedical engineering, we create groups and we pick these projects. They can be, excuse me, I just worked. Um, they can be self-selected. Yeah, that was disgusting. Or, or rewind to when you did it before. <laughs> and I was here applauding you. <laughs> So you create groups and uh-huh. then you pick a project and you work on it for the whole year. So you work in a first semester and second semester. And then you have these symposiums at the end of the semester where you kind of recap what you've done. Our device is something that we've all talked about and we want to continue to pursue after undergrad. And I think it's going to be something really, really cool. Obviously, it's still proof of concept. Like it's going to be ages before something like this develops. But I always liked the idea of working in something novel that... Yeah is going to help change the lives of people. You yeah. literally just described every every research paper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, literally every research paper. I feel like you can't have a research paper without like novel this. Yeah. Or But there's always that part. It's like we discovered something new. However, uh, we see it in a workout X, Y, and Z. So this warrants further investigations, further studies to examine X, Y, and Z. Yeah, basically. <laughs> How long like, does it take for this stuff to get, I guess, approved and rolled out? When you go through the FDA regulations and everything, it'll probably be like at least, I want to say like eight years. Yeah, we're just throwing numbers. 
what if we're just lying and then like our listeners are just like okay but we're just pulling these numbers out of our asses oh you mean like when you lied about knowing sean stanek i do kind of crazy kind of wild we're like best friends actually he's on my <laughs> he's my number one on my he's my uh what's it called on my space he's on my top 10 on my space do wait did you ever have a MySpace? no i didn't because oh i think that having children on the internet at that young of an age like i definitely had like flip phones growing up in like middle school we had the nice little like slide phone like sidekick thing yep, i remember i remember i had a nokia phone for like three years and it just oh, so was it probably still works just fine pretty much still in perfect condition yeah the battery life was really good because um one time i left my phone in my backpack and that backpack was in my friend's car for two weeks which i don't even know why at the time it was in, i didn't pick it up but anyway uh left my phone in my friend's car for two weeks still fully charged when i got it back that's crazy battery life was so 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 good I miss the good old days back then when life was so easy and I didn't all that to worry about was just getting an easy A in classes and getting ready for high school. Now I got to get ready for college and overcoming now you depression. Get ready for, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to take it that way too. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to drop. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway. So my capstone group and I have talked about it and it's something that we still want to pursue after graduation. So Slay. it's like a very small startup mm-hmm. company. And by small, I mean, basically the only people who exist at the company are like my capstone group and then our mentor and then the originators of the idea. Hi. And so we all have like these fancy titles, which is super fun. Oh really yeah. What's your company. fancy title? I am... Chief Engineering Officer wow. at Bios. Wow, that sounds very profesh. Wow, that's good resume material right there. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to ask me what I did. And I was like, oh, you know, just proof of concept. I but slayed. According to the articles of the company, that's what I am. So, Can you type it in the chat what the website is? I'm going to want to look at it right now. I don't even know if we have a, I don't even know if we have a website. Oh, right, I honestly. thought you. Oh, well, I mean, it is a bit secretive, right? So a little, a little hush hush, but we are going to a conference, the MRS conference in May. It's uh-huh. in Honolulu, Hawaii. <gasps> so we're very excited. Wait, shut up because I might not, be in you're Hawaii. You're telling me that you're going. I might when? be. Not, well, no, 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 no. I'm not going to that conference, but my friends and I are planning to go to Hawaii in May. Wait, what part of May? I think like the later half towards the end. Okay, because we're going at the beginning. The conference is from, like, I think May 8th through the 13th. Mm. And our commencement ceremony or, like, our graduation ceremony is that Thursday on the 12th. So, basically, we're going for the first half of the conference and then we're flying home to graduate. Oh, dang. She's a busy girl. Yeah. But, dang, that would have been so fun. Well, oh, if you're in- my. Well, I'm going to visit you in Arizona. Remember. As you should. As you should. And then you're going to let me crash at your place. And then we're going to party till 1 a.m. And then I'm going to pass out on your couch. No, no, girl. My bedtime is my bedtime is nine. We're not we're not doing that. Honestly, going to bed at like a reasonable time at my age. OK, I'm 27 is literally so refreshing. Going to bed at 10 p.m. 
and waking up at eight. Oh my gosh, feels so good. I think we should normalize going out at an earlier time. So I feel like instead of like say a pregame starting at 10 p.m., I think our pregame should start at like 7:30. Yes. We should go out by 8:30. Yes. Yes. We should all be done getting out, having our fun by like 11 so we can all be in bed by 11:30. I and think that sounds full good. Hours of sleep. Yes. I've always been that type of person where I pregamed around 8 but it sucks because like clubs don't get lit until 11 p.m. But if everybody decided to just move the time yeah, oh, you're right. earlier. You doing that reminds me of Patrick from SpongeBob. What if we move this to here? Problem solved. Yeah. Do you know what meme I'm talking about? Please. Yes, me. I know please exactly what me. you're okay. talking about. Okay, exactly you look so lost. I was like, please. I now know based off of my previous experience that it doesn't exactly make sense for me to have like a concrete life plan that I want to follow to a T because life changes and with it's obviously not going to be like that. So I know I want to pursue a PhD, but I also don't know what my life is going to be like in a year when I grad. Like, I don't even know what my life is going to be like in May when I graduate from my undergrad, let alone Mm -hmm. next May when I graduate from like with my master's. And so if at that time, what I need in life is I need to go find a job and I need to make a living for whatever reason. Like I'm going to go do that. And if I find myself in a position where I am able to go pursue a PhD right after my master's, I'm going to do that, but I don't know where I'm going to be in my life. So I don't want to say I'm going to do one thing yeah. and like have this plan because obviously my plans change because I thought I was going to be a doctor for the first 20 years of my life. <laughs> so I am still going to be a doctor, just a different doctor, a PhD doctor, not an MD doctor. Girl, a doctor, a doctor. It's good that you have an open mind because I think people can be, a lot of people can be too hard on themselves if they don't follow their agenda and their schedule. A lot of my classmates in college, I know, definitely hit that quarter life crisis because they weren't able to follow their to-do list in life. And I think that's completely fine. So kudos to you for for having an open mind and not Thank and accepting you. whatever comes your way slay mama <laughs> so my next question is my next question my next pregunta is do you have any advice for my followers it could be any advice life school research life advice the thing that i have learned probably over the past four years is that People come and go and that's okay. That has nothing to do with you as a person and you should not let that impact your decisions. If someone decides that they don't want to be a part of your life anymore, that's not a direct reflection on you. And there's no reason to keep energy in your life from people who don't even want to be there. That's definitely something that I've learned over my undergrad that has been really hard because I've had friendships with these people that I thought I was like, there were going to be like long friendships, like friendships from high school, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, Oh yeah. Like we're going to be friends forever. And it's like really, really hard because I'm the type of person that I really like to invest into people and I don't like to give up on people. And I Mm -hmm. am the type that gives like second, third, fourth, fifth chances. And it was just hurting me in the end. And so I had to learn how to prioritize myself and set those boundaries. And if someone doesn't have to go through what I have to, and they can just kind of hear me out and listen to that and just kind of apply it. I think that'd be really nice research advice I would say you get what you put into it so if you Mm -hmm. want to really really learn what you're doing and you don't want to half-ass it 
and you put in that effort, you are going to be a well-rounded researcher and you are going to be the ones that college or like your PhD programs, your graduate programs, your job that you're going to apply to, that's going to be the type of person that you want to be. But if you just want to do research to just put a little check mark on your resume that you did research and you're just you know, just barely learning your techniques, you're barely going over your protocols, it's not going to be worth your time. Preach. Damn. God damn, these advices are really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, God, school. I think that your undergrad is not only just figuring out what you want to do with your life and following your passions, but to figure out who you are as a person, because these are four years for you to grow into a version of yourself that your 18-year-old self wouldn't even recognize. But while you're in school... Honestly, it's not the end of the world if you submit an assignment late and you have to take a couple point deductions because killing yourself trying to meet a deadline is not going to be worth the toll that it's going to take on your mental health. And so always talk to your professors. They're pretty understanding for the most part. And just always ask. There's no harm in asking. You know? I don't know why, but immediately I thought, I was like, yes, you're right. It doesn't hurt to ask. Completely random. But every time I go to Chipotle... I always ask, can I get a discount? And it works. It really <laughs> works. One time I went to Chipotle and I asked, and the lady that was the cashier wasn't even supposed to be at that, I think, station. So, so she looked around, she looked to her left, she looked to her right, and then she looked at me. She said, take it, just take it. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Like it just never, it never hurts to ask. You know? Yeah, really, it, it never hurts to ask. Everywhere you go, always ask. Uh, You're talking about school. I'm talking about discounts on stuff, but that advice is applicable to everywhere you go. Everything. Literally everything. Well, thank you, Jenny Wong, for being a guest on today's episode. It was such a delight talking to you, catching up with you, catching up on life. If my followers want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, so my Instagram is Jenny underscore Wong three, two, one. That's the same thing for like my Twitter, which I don't really use TikTok. Same thing for my Snapchat. Same thing for my Venmo. Because I'm a broke college student, but it's fine. What about cash app? Um, um, get on the cash app. Cash app, please sponsor us, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that thing about like cash app and Venmo being regional? No. Because I feel like everyone on the West Coast uses Venmo, but I feel like people in like the East Coast, the South, and Texas, I hear a lot of them using Cash App. Well, Cash App is becoming more prominent, but I don't think I don't think it's beating Venmo. I've been using Venmo. I've been a Venmo girl since my undergrad days, and I'm I I'm a ride or die kind of bitch. So I've been using Venmo ever since. But yeah, anyway, that's my Venmo too. So you just wanted to buy me coffee one day, I would appreciate it because I drink so much caffeine it's so bad my best friend jason yells at me all the freaking time for it (laughs) all right well thank you so much jenny and i hope you have a great day you too all right bye love thank you all for listening (laughs) bye y'all hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.